Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and stronger movement patterns, so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Before I get into today's podcast, I want to let you know that there are still a few spots left to join me in Princeton, New Jersey this August for my 21-day yoga teacher training. We will dive deeply into anatomy and physiology, and you will leave ready to teach at least 10 lit flows. Learn more and sign up at movementbylara.com. This training is perfect for beginners and seasoned yoga teachers, so join before it's too late. Also, join me. August 3rd in New York City to break a world record together for the most handstands done simultaneously. The current record is 399 people, so let's smash it. I hope I get to hug you after we make history together on Saturday, August 3rd in New York City. The information and to sign up is on my website, movementbylara.com. So today's episode is called The Sacred Sacrum. What is the sacrum? I talk about it a lot in my classes, and it is an essential part of our anatomy. It is the shield shaped. It's it's shaped like a shield or a triangle, a triangular bony structure that's located at the base of our spine. So it's beneath the lumbar vertebra. So we have different curves in our spine. Um, The segments of our spine include the cervical spine, the thoracic spine, the lumbar spine, and then the sacrum. And the sacrum is the lower, lowest part of the spine, and it, it fuses in our younger years of life. So it's about five fused vertebrae at the very bottom, and it also helps to form the posterior pelvic wall. So it's, it's, it's massive. It's massive, and it's really such a, an important area because it, it doesn't bear the weight of our body, that that a lot of that um, downward load of the vertebral column or the spine is mostly in the lumbar area. The, the L5, which is the lowest vertebra, takes most of the load of the entire spine. 
but the sacrum does as well, even though it's smaller. Um, the sacrum is really takes up so much space because, um, and is so important because it, it um, bridges the spine with the pelvis. So the pelvis is the anatomical structure that is has two sides to it. They kind of look like elephant ears. Those are known as the ilia. And those two structural sides of the pelvis sandwich the sacrum. So the sacrum is in between them. And so the bulk of the sacrum lies in the, the body uh, between the, the two sides of the pelvis. And it's, the, it's locked into the pelvic girdle so that we can transfer forces from the spine into the sacrum and then therefore down la- and then laterally and then down into the lower limbs and then vice versa. So when we weight bear through our feet, that energy comes up through the feet into the lower limbs and then it crosses over the pelvis, that those ilia, and then through the ilia into the sacrum at the SI joint. You might've heard of that, the sacroiliac joint. And then that energy is then transmitted up into the axis, which is the um, axial skeleton. So the sacrum is super huge. Like if we didn't have the sacrum, we wouldn't be able to do so much movement. I mean, we wouldn't be able to run, walk, bike, anything, because all of that energy that we're coming that is coming in from the limbs goes from the limbs of the lower body into the rest of the body through the sacrum. And muscles that are propelling us in all those ways are attaching somewhere around the sacrum or under the sacrum or um, above it. So it's really this kind of glorified wedge for muscles to attach to, energy to flow through. It allows the passage of our some of our neural structures, meaning parts of the spine. Spinal nerves are coming through it. It is a. It has so many different attachment sites for ligaments and muscles of the pelvic wall and um, the lower back. It's it's just engaged in so many different muscular, neurological, and energetic exchanges in the body. So it's it's massive, massive in in, in importance and in precedence. So we want to I focus a lot on the alignment, quote unquote, or position of the sacrum. The sacrum is also literally means sacred in Latin. So the sacred is sacrum just in its meaning. And it is, uh, the Romans called the bone, the os sacrum, literally meaning the holy bone. And the Greeks termed it the iron ostion, the same thing as the holy bone. And so the reason they did that, there was a variety of reasons, is because of this this position of it. It's um, probably also has something to do with its positioning near the reproductive organs. So that's the life is there. The the sacredness of life is around the structure of the sacrum. The afterlife, it was also thought that because of its great size, the sacrum was the last bone of the the buried body to disintegrate. So the ancients probably... Um, they probably must have believed the sacrum to be this focal point around which the body could be reassembled in the afterlife. And then there's archaeological evidence to support the use of, sac- of the sacrum as a vessel to hold the sacrifice in ancient sacred rites. So it was 
It was sacred to the ancients and it's still um, revered today as a holy bone uh, because of of its structure, because of its connection to reproductive organs, because it supports the weight of the trunk, because its attachment points for all these muscles that move the legs, the hips, the thigh, uh, the thighs, the the trunk itself. So I don't think I have to convince you anymore of how important the sacred sacrum is. So let's get a sense of where the sacrum is and 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 how it your your focus on it can actually change the way you not only structurally stand, but energetically stand and sit. So can you put your mind into this holy bone? By the way, the Greeks also believed that this is where the soul resides. So in a lot of other energetic areas that we study, like Kundalini or um, in some of the other martial arts forms of um, movement, there is this sense that the soul, the energy resides in this area. So the health, this is the holy ground, in other words, the holy ground of the health of the back, of the legs, of everything is located in the base of the spine. And so it needs to be stable, strong. It needs to be balanced. We don't want to feel like it's being compressed, pinched, um, any of the things that people can complain about in this area that that develop into forms of back pain, um, numbness, leg pain, tingling, or worse. So let's get a sense of the architecture of it, how to find it, how to feel it in its stable form, and then how to get this, cultivate this sense of energy around it to support it. And so that movement of energy and movement functional movement can happen in there. So if you put your hands on either side of your pelvis, on those ilia or ilium, you just kind of cup the sides of your pelvis. So the pelvis again is, if you have the flesh of your, the sides of your waist, and then you just kind of slide your hands down, you'll meet the rim of your ilium the, some, um, and like where your jeans would sit almost. So frame your hands around that and then just draw in like you're cinching in your side waist. And then if the the thumbs are going to be pointing toward each other and they're pointing toward the area of where the sacrum is. So then you can just slide your thumbs toward each other until you hit the sacrum and then flip. So the second and third finger are positioned on this sacrum. And you can kind of come above it and you'll feel the axis of the spine. And then you slide down and you'll meet. And it feels like the axis of the spine meets and then spreads out. And that original spreading out is the sacrum. And then if you follow it back around to the where we started on the sides of your pelvis, you see how the, the, the pelvis, the sides of the ilia meet up with the sacrum. So when you where you can follow again from the the sides of your pelvis over to the sacrum and in that area is the SI joint in the SI joint you've probably heard especially if you are a yoga practitioner but even if you've done other sports or athletics you might have heard of the SI joint and it has kind of a bad rap like oh my SI joint is bothering me oh my SI joint is locked out or it's this or that. And I've talked about the SI joint in other other podcasts with my brother and whatnot, but it is important to know like the SI joint is this 
coming together. So a joint is where two bones come together. So it is this coming together of the pel- the side of the pelvis and the, the back body at the uh, sacrum. And this is where energy is transmitted, especially energy from the floor when you're weight-bearing. If you are walking or standing on one leg or um, hopping, or you are transmitting energy up through the legs and it goes across. And the SI joint is known a lot as a shock absorber. And I know I felt this a lot. I was hiking with my family in Wales a couple of weeks back. And we were on a really long hike and we were up, we had done a lot of elevate, uh, climbing and elevation. And then we were coming down and it was so steep. It almost felt better to run down. And so I was running. And every time my foot landed on my right, when my right foot would land as I was running down, I would feel this little sense of jarring. And I knew that my right side tends to be not that the SI joint is ever out of place. It's not, but sometimes it feels jammed in there. And so when my foot landed, I was recreating a tiny sense of jam- jamming into my SI joint. And so what I did is I became more aware of that and really held in my belly a lot. So, And every time I landed on my right foot, I tried to help the SI joint out with its shock absorption by actually drawing up with the front part of my body, if that makes sense. So, because I knew that the SI joint was trying to do its job, which is to be a shock absorber of that energy that's coming, especially as I'm running downhill, where there's more energy going up into my legs that had to be kind of monitored and um, controlled, decelerated. decelerated. So, um, it is the SI joint is it stabilizes the pelvis and low sp- and lower spine whenever we're doing any kind of movement. So we want to sense that there is uh, that the sacrum is in a good position to do that. It's very strong. There's t- there is a lot of inherent strength in this area. Now the women we've as I've mentioned before in other podcasts, women's pelvic bones are less stable inherently because we need to be able to broaden and move um, so the birth canal can be available for the baby to come out. Men don't have babies, so they can ha- they have a much more rigid pelvis area anyway. That, that locking in of the ilium, the pelvis, and the sacrum happens with men in a way it doesn't happen with women. But nonetheless, there's inherent stability there. Hypermobile people, hyperflexible people, are not going to have the same degree of stability there as uh, people that are just kind of normal flexibility. So I will first say uh, to have a happy sacrum, to really honor the sacredness of it, you need to have it balanced. So what does that mean? That means that the muscles around the, the sacrum need to be well-balanced. And what I find when people have issues around the sacred sacrum, where they feel there's compression, there's tweakiness, there's nerve kind of discomfort, tingling, it is often that their gluteus muscle, their gluteal muscles are not strong enough. And the pelvic floor muscles are probably not uh, balanced as well. So either probably they need to to be stronger. Most people are not going to have the, you know, overload. Uh, it's not, it's not overloading in the muscles, but overloading in the firing of it, the pelvic floor. 
Some people do have an overactive pelvic floor, but most likely when you have SI joint issues, that's not the issue. So first, if you feel that your SI joint issues, um, that you do have that, I would say work on strengthening your glutes, gluteus maximus, gluteus medius, the external rotators, including piriformis. People often uh, claim their piriformis is really tight and is a culprit of SI joint discomfort. And I don't find that often to be the case. I find that it might be imbalanced, but it's not often that it's really tight. It's uh, it's might be in relationship to it's trying to do more work than say the gluteus maximus. So it might be that it's not well balanced, but that just just because the piriformis feels tight doesn't mean you should stretch it. It might mean that you need to actually get the other muscles that should be doing the job that the, the piriformis is trying to do. You need to get those firing. And that's more um, most likely the gluteus maximus and gluteus medius. And you do need some of those external rotators, including the piriformis, to be strong as well. You need to work on the, the pelvic floor muscles and that isn't just squeezing, you know, the Kegels. That's working the um, deep abdominal muscles. The adductors will help to integrate more of the pelvic floor muscles as well. And that energetic feeling, like I was trying to help out with my SI joint when we were running downhill, that kind of almost elevator lift feeling of the pelvic floor so that I get, you give energetic and physical support to the SI joint through the bottom of the pelvic floor. So those are the areas that I would focus on if you feel like you're having stress in your SI joint. So this, this sacred sacrum really is the center of support for the human body, the structure of it. And it's well designed to take load and stress through the forms of weight bearing, through the forms of jumping and running. Um, but if we do put stress on it and it and it isn't it isn't meeting it, uh, meaning the structures around it aren't giving it support, then you will often experience low back pain and discomfort like that uh, because we haven't been glorifying that, you know, or giving proper um, support to that sacred sacral area and do that in the, in the ways that I was telling you through the strengthening of the hips, through the strengthening of the pelvic floor and the deeper core muscles. You also need to find the the right amount of balance, and I'm not saying flexibility. I'm saying balance of the um, joint mobility and then the the tissues around the hip, so that your sacrum can kind of sit in its natural position and not be pulled on. So if you're really, really, really super tight in your hip flexors, for instance, the the sacrum might be trying to tip forward more and that will be pulling on your low back as well. So you do need to find some ways of creating balance and that might be in the form of flexibility, but it's the balanced musculature around the hips in front and the, um, or the pelvis in front and the pelvis in back so that the sacrum isn't pulled on. Now, in terms of energy, I'll just I'll talk about this briefly again because it the sacred the sacrum is considered so sacred. The energy channels also match up with some of the sacral plexus, which is the nerve roots that are in there. So in the pelvic 
area, the first and second chakras were the these bundles of nerves that correspond to kind of channels of energy or stations of energy in the kundalini world. This is all in that, in the sacral area. The seat of kundalini is in the sacrum area. And kundalini comes from the Sanskrit word kundal, meaning coiled up. So it is seen as this area of primordial energy in the base of the spine, in the sacrum, that is visualized in this coiled state. And in in the practice of kundalini, one of the goals is, and this is also in the practice of other forms of yoga, is to um, have that energy move upwards along the along the channel, the Shishumanadi, which is uh, traveling along the area near the spine itself. And it corresponds to, and the channels also correspond to um, nerve bunches or ganglia. And so that this coiled energy that's in this sacral area has this has the potential to um, bring greater energy and vitality into our entire nervous system. So another reason we want to keep this area balanced and 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 really appreciate its holiness, its sacredness, is of this incredible amount of potential energy that is stored there. There are other Eastern practices, Eastern Asian practices that also believe this sacral area has energy. Um, there's in I can't remember the name of it, but there is a there's a Japanese practice where the the the, the hara is this air, is in this energy it's the same kind of kundalini energy and then you have qigong and and zen and taoist yoga that also have energy in this area they 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 look at it a little differently cuz they look at it less about arising and awakening the energy up the spine and more about balancing it so it's a balancing of of rising and descending energies but it's it's all around the sacredness of the sacrum so so much is happening in this area from and we know this from the past beliefs back to the bible there's references to the sacrum in the bible we know this to to current spiritual practices we know it from uh, physical therapy practices and movement and functional movement practices how important the sacred bone is it is the physical center of the support of our body, and it it really can be a source of strain if we do not move and lift things and all that with this awareness of where the sacrum is and how to support it. So remember to keep everything around the sacrum balanced, everything that around the pelvis that attaches to the sacrum balanced as well. So the front of the pelvis where the hip flexors reside, keeping them open and mobile and strong, keeping the gluteal muscles open and mobile and strong and everything that lies within it, what I would call like the the in-between the sandwich part. So that's the pelvic floor, the deep abdominal muscles, all of that strong and supportive. So the sacrum can be there for many, many years for us in for weight-bearing, for energy exchange, and for just happiness. What else is a, you know, another thing that we do regularly that could affect the sacrum? And that is sitting too much. So I've talked about the, the ills of sitting, and you can imagine all the weight of your 
vertebra of your spinal column is going right into the sacrum as you're sitting. So sitting is necessary, I understand, but think about how you can sit where that sacrum is still um, in a good position. So sit right on top of your sit bones, not forward of them or backward of them, but right on top of them. And then always have a little sense of an energetic hug on all sides of the sacrum to give it support. So I hope that this gives you a better understanding of why the sacrum is so sacred, why we should pay attention to where, how it sits in that center of our body in all the positions, whether we're sitting, standing, running, walking, climbing, but how we can give it support and um, get that energy flowing through there. And check out some kundalini practices for what can be perceived as blocked energy in that area. There are really, really some cool ways of practicing and, and thinking about how energy can move in, the, in and around this area. So as always, I'm sending you lots of love and pulling for you. Take care of that sacred sacrum today and the rest of your life. <laughs>